Hey, paisanos, it's the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. With the Mario Brothers and plumbing's a game. We're not like the others who get all the fame. If your sink is in trouble, you can call us on the double. We're faster than the others, you'll be hooked on the brothers. Hello and welcome to SMPD, the podcast where we look back at the cartoons that shaped our childhood. Just before we get into things this week, a quick plug for the new show on our network, My Three Cents. If you follow us on social media at all, you'll have seen us tweeting and posting on Facebook about it this week. I've downloaded it and given it a listen and I can vouch for it, as I would. It's on our network. Um, but yeah, if you're into video games, which is thematically similar to this week's episode, then head on over and give those guys a listen. They're running down through their top 100 games of all time and also just having a bit of banter about what they're playing this week. So if you're into video games, go check them out. In the meantime, this week on SMPD, we are looking at the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Yeah, I remember this. Um, it was a weird one because it was on Sky, so we only ever saw it intermittently. But looking back, I think I've seen the, so the, the two or three episodes I've seen today were ones I've seen before, so that was quite bizarre. But when we talked about doing this, and this was one of the ones I said, oh, bloody hell, this is going to go one of two ways. Either I'm going to love it or I'm going to absolutely hate it because... It can't possibly be what I remember it. Uh, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I I remember this very fondly. I don't actually remember what side it was on. Maybe it was on Sky then. If it, and that would certainly explain a lot because I sort of had Hooky Sky. Well, I say I had Hooky Sky as a kid. My dad somehow worked out a way that we had a hooky cable box, so it would make it would make sense that I was watching this on there. Um, and I, I fucking loved it. Um, loved everything about it. I loved what it led to more than I loved this, but I still, which I'm sure we'll get onto later on, I still very fondly remember this show. And I, and I think this show is even partly responsible for the the general love I have for Nintendo, even to this day. Um, I think that probably started with me here as a very young child, which is ironic, really, because the depiction of Mario here is horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's, yeah, that's probably the, the bluntest way of putting it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I was aware of the characters. I'd seen something with them in or something with them on. I didn't really know anything about them, but I'd seen the characters. They may have been on the front of a magazine or something. Um, so I didn't really know much about it. And then happened to sort of stumble upon this one day. Um, so we were staying with my grandparents overnight, and it was on again like at six o'clock in the morning or something. Um, and happened to pick it up, and it was just this really fun, silly show. And I, I remember the cartoon bits a lot more than the the live action sessions which is probably for the best um and yeah and it's, it's one of those so when we talked about this I, I was quite excited and then thought given how excited i've been going into other shows it's probably gonna blow uh yeah i i i kind of knew to to expect the worst from this i've not re-watched it really at all but i just even from the memory i have of it uh, I knew that it it wouldn't be good, so I went in with low expectations. Even I mean, I was excited to rewatch it because I loved this so much, uh, and it's you know it's Mario, uh, so I was all over it. But fucking hell, um, when you go into something with low expectations, and it still doesn't live up to them, then, <laughs> then yeah, oh dear. I mean this. I don't know. Is this so bad? It's good. I don't think it is. I think this is just. No, I don't think so... it goes that far. I think the the problem is it shouldn't be that bad. No, well, it should be that bad that it's good. You know, the theme song is just. I mean, 
it's so it's so cringeworthy it's it's unbelievable particularly the fact it's it's bad enough that there's one bad theme song but there are three in this motherfucker like there are three no there are three separate theme songs so when the show starts you get hooked on the brothers then when you go from the live action section into the cartoon sections the mario cartoon has its own theme song which is different the show theme song and tells you like the whole backstory of how they got sucked down the bathtub that's right i forgot about that one and then at the end you get the creme de la creme of shit theme songs you get do the mario Uh, which you can't beat i mean to be fair the song it's it's funny. It's the fucking dance that goes with it, or rather, the lack of dance that Lou Albano's <laughs> doing. Um, he's he's literally just a fat man doing a dad jig. It's it's mental. Yeah, um, but I mean, we, we talked about the show notes of possibly being so bad it's good, but no, not getting that far. But when you look at sort of the the production side of it, and I mean, they spent a whole lot of money on this. Oh, I you know, mean, they, they spent a lot of time promoting it. Spent a lot of time, a lot of effort getting getting um, very strong. They, they called them high-profile cameos, and then I was reading through the list, and I recognised about three names, um, two of which were wrestlers. Um, but yeah, going through it, well, okay, it's not, it's not the worst thing we've looked at in terms of what they've done with it, but it just doesn't seem to translate. I don't think. But I mean, no, they they spunked a whole lot of money on it. I mean, they um, it was the concept was. Like you've got these these characters in in these games, get them get them out, get people out. Well, the more people see them, the more people buy the game. And we've talked about some merchandising and stuff before, and how the, how TV shows with toy machines. This was exactly the same. This was Andy Hayward of um, Deke, um, saying, "Look, you've got this product. Fucking use it. Fucking milk it." No, you're talking eyes on the levels of integration. Um, and they went, yeah, okay, well, now we license characters and we make a show, but they just didn't put the effort in really. No, I, I I don't even know if it's so much a lack of effort as it is a lack of understanding, and you and you sort of see this throughout, kind of this late eighties, early nineties, and even up to early two thousands, where we get these absolutely fucking horrendous video game adaptions, and it's just because I think they're being adapted by a team of creatives who weren't playing games. I think if this happened today, I mean that's, that's still not to say that we've had fantastic video game adaptions today, but they're certainly better. Um, and and obviously now you've got things like The Witcher is eventually going to drop on Netflix. You've had the Castlevania series on Netflix as well, and they're being taken a lot more seriously. And part of that is because I think the creative teams behind them have grown up with games and understand that medium, and therefore maybe yeah. understand how to translate it just that little bit better. I mean, I'll be interested to see uh, Illumination announced some time ago that they're doing a Mario film, and I'll be interested mm. to see what that turns out like bearing in mind that that you know the previous every previous attempt that we've had to hang a story on mario has just been horrible because there is very little story to hang there um yeah. and, and these these sort of skits that go around the animated shorts i mean the animated shorts they're at least able to they've got a hero they've got a villain and they've yeah. got you know they've got sort of all of your classic hero's journey characters in there with the supporting cast so they're able to kind of adapt that even though everything's supposed to be set in the mushroom kingdom they take sort of various different lands within the mushroom kingdom and and hang these kind of traditional kids adventure show stories on them and that works fine uh it's the i mean it's not good but it's it's okay you know it it works it's passable it's Hmm. these these live action skits that they hang around it where 
I, I mean, I don't even know where they are in the timeline. Are they before they go to the Mushroom Kingdom? Are they after they go to the Mushroom Kingdom? They seem just completely disconnected. And it just seems to be about these two plumbers who live in New York and have random wacky guests show up every week. There's not even... There's no structure to these skits at all. Like, the no. obvious way to do this would be to have Mario narrate a certain, uh, like a couple of minutes before the cartoon, have Mario narrate a, a certain sort of story that says, oh, this is just like the time I was in the Mushroom Kingdom when, and then bang, you go into the cartoon, and then you come out of it with a nice moral lesson like you would in He-Man or Thundercats or whatever, yeah. and Mario just kind of wraps everything up and puts a little bow on it at the end, and in the middle of all that, you get Luigi doing pratfalls and stuff. But yeah. they don't do that at all. They go for this weird kind of, canned laughter comedy skit which apparently if you read up on it was entirely improvised uh, yeah i've just read that now which i hadn't it, it makes sense i gotta be honest i hadn't realized it but it does make sense it makes sense you can see that it's improvised a lot of times as well but it, i i guess it kind of makes sense having the background that obviously the captain had as well um he's going to be used to that kind of improvisational style it's just like cutting a wrestling promo um, yeah but oh my god it's just it's horrible. It's painful to watch this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's I, I hadn't I hadn't quite remembered um, but the the way they hung up the the live action stuff to lead into the, the cartoon. It was kind of like they, there was there were elements of some film parody effectively where they said, "Oh, well, well, we're talking about this, so this because the story is going to be this." And it, it's it, again, it doesn't really translate. I think the, the 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 most memorable thing about this show is that there's fuck all memorable about it. I mean, Lou Albano as Mario is pretty memorable in that he's just... I, I mean, who thought it was a good idea? I don't get it. The, the moustache is terrible. He's completely the wrong build. I just... Is it just because he's a big guy? If, because Mario's not big is the thing either. He's, he's squat. He's a tiny little dude. Yeah, he's a, he's a short fat man, isn't he? You know, but, yeah, he's, I mean, not I think... even, he's not even that fat. That's the thing, right? We all have this this image of mario in our head is that he's fat he's not actually all that fat he's a cartoon it's the way he's kind of drawn he's just got these yeah. squat little legs he's not but not enough. i think the way that he, the way he, certainly in later iterations of when you're talking sort of you know, super mario 3 and uh, the way he's sort of portraying this sort of heroic pose where he's you know, it's kind of like he's flying like superman he's got his arm in the air yeah and obviously you get the, the sort of the contour that and it makes it look like his, his gut is sticking out yeah, he's got a little bit of a beer belly, definitely, but he's not yeah. he's not round. He's not you know he's he's not fat at all. But I mean even more worrying is the depiction of Luigi. Like Luigi is just like some grotty old man. Like it's... it kinda of reminded me of the Chuckle Brothers, I don't know why. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. But like I mean, okay, Mario's voice in the game is very high pitched, but for some reason I'm able to buy Lou Albano's Mario voice much more than I'm able to buy. Is it Danny? Danny Wells. Yeah, I I, I just cannot buy his Luigi voice. It's just so because Luigi's voice is so different in the games anyway. It's got that kind of yeah. wavering effect on it, and he, he just he sounds like a raspy old man who smokes forty a day. It's it's horrible. It's just, well, to be fair, it was the eighties. He probably did. Uh, yeah, most likely, but I don't know. May I, that is obviously me coming back to it now as well as a kid i wouldn't have read that into it especially since as a kid despite the fact i, I as i say i loved the show at the time and this kind of instilled a, a love of nintendo in me i didn't own a nintendo at this time and i wasn't playing nintendo games i had a 
I started off with a Master System. Always wanted a NES. Um, mm. But I think that was because of this show, and then moreover, it was because of Captain N, which is the real jewel in the crown here. And what I'm sure mm. one day we'll come to do Captain N, and if that turns out to suck, I am going to cry. Uh, <laughs> but, that may be time to hang up the mic. Yeah. But I, I, and as I'm saying it, I just know Captain N is going to suck. But I, I fucking loved well, it. And I, and I loved this. Uh, and so it, it kind of goes to show that that synergy in the marketing and stuff that we've been talking about, it does work. And it did work on me. Um, <clears throat> I mean, here I am now, uh, a man in my late 30s. And I will still run out and buy a Mario game as soon as it hits the streets. I This has turned into a lifelong thing for me, you know? Yeah, and you're not on your own in that, and you know it's that it's it's that sort of huge. And we've talked on um, we talked on who wins. We did the um, the Lara Croft episode, so the cultural phenomenon that that was in terms of you now it brought a whole whole new generation of people to to games. Mario had the same effect, but the, the difference with Mario is that the people who it brought to to video games are now in their thirties, forties, fifties, are now making video games and are improving on that constantly. So it the, the impact that this, no, this this franchise had is I think it's it's far greater than, than anything we're seeing now. Uh, it certainly is. I think it's weird. Uh, Mario as a franchise does get underestimated. I think quite a lot. Um, I'd agree with that. Yeah. Uh, you, you sort of as I say, Universal or Illumination have this film coming out. I think it's either next year or the year after, and that's kind of flying under the radar at the moment. They've announced Nintendo Land for Universal Studios and stuff, and people are almost scoffing at it. And mm. not to get too much on my high horse, it is like Mario is a household name. Like, it is up there with... Or Mario is up there with Mickey Mouse at this point in yeah. time. Like, you, if, if somebody asked you to name a video game and you didn't know video games, there's a fair chance that Super Mario Brothers is going to be the one you name alongside things like Space Invaders and Pac-Man and stuff like that. Yeah, so... I, I, I tend to use my parents as a sort of decent cultural barometer of you know, stuff they should know and don't. And again, if I were to show a picture of Mario, Luigi and, uh, and Cooper, they'd know who they all, who they all were. And yeah. you know, these are people who've never picked up a joypad in their lives other than to, you know, tell me to stop throwing it when, when things go wrong. You know, so I mean... Yeah, you know, it's the sort of thing that, that yeah, they became household names. They became they were on the you know, on the front of magazines. They were talked about in newspapers, and they still are now. And you know, and you know, people get news in in different ways now. But there's a new Mario game comes out, and it's all over the place. And yeah. I there's no getting away from that. And that's been the case since the mid '80s. Yeah, definitely. And uh, you know, I'm not saying this is responsible for that. This is just a small part of it. You know, there was obviously it's the fact that the games themselves are just stone cold classics they're belters so you know that's a huge part of it and then there's also just on the back of this you went to captain n and then you had things like the wizard which came out as well and so there was this whole kind of movement so this isn't solely responsible for that but it's certainly got to play a part in it somewhere much in the same way yeah you know much in the same way that we that we constantly talk about things like he-man and transformers are as big as they are because of the synergy with the toy line there and it's kind of the snake eats its own tail there you know that the toys advertise the show and the show advertises the toys and and yeah. this did that with the games i always found it bizarre that there were no actual video game segments in there even as a kid i i kind of thought that's a bit weird you know, because later later on we would come to things like Games Master and and Bad Influence and stuff like that, where you would get 
sort of shots of games. Now, I don't know whether this was just because the technology wasn't quite there or whether it was still that games were flying under the radar a bit. I'm not sure, but surely it made sense. I mean, it's at at the time, I mean, when you had stuff like Games Master and there was one on Sky where they had some, I can't remember what it was called, but they had some fairly... Games World. What was it? It was Games World, I think, wasn't it? The one with, like, Big Boy Barry. And yeah, that's games. the one, yeah. yeah it was, it was um, and it, stuff like that came along. But even then, it, it wasn't kind of mainstream, and nobody was looking and going, oh, video games, awesome. It was like, oh, fuck, right, okay, we've got half hour to fill. What are we going to do? Um, and, yeah, I think if, if you tried to put if you tried to put actual game segments in the show as well, it, it, would, it would turn a lot of people off. It would turn networks off because they wouldn't have had the confidence in it. Yeah, um, I think you're probably right. So, it, I don't know. It, that just seems weird to me, especially because all of the fucking sound effects here, all of the Foley work, it's all video game noises. And it, yeah. specifically, it's it's Mario noises. And that's that kind of works in the cartoon. But again, when you get to those live action segments, Mario and Luigi's expressions are accompanied by these kind of sound effects from the game. And it just adds to this horrendously forced comedy. Um, but, for, but for for the target audience, that would have been hilarious. That would no, that would have made the experience because that's what they're expecting. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Look, I'm not even gonna say this is up there with the worst eighty sitcom, but I guess sitcoms and everything as well. The the level of quality output on TV in the eighties was not where it is now. So. I no, guess. it was a case of bash out quantity because, I mean, certainly in America, there were other networks that were producing producing content. And you didn't want to have the situation like you had in the UK where you had the BBC would put the test card on after the news or at 11 o'clock or wherever it was, and there was nothing broadcasting overnight. Nobody wanted to do that. So it was a case of, right, we'll, we'll, we'll pick up as much as we can. So sitcoms, game shows, whatever, just so that we're on the air all the time. And I think the problem with that is you had, you had quality over quantity and a lot of the stuff that was on was shit. Yeah, and like I say, I'm not even saying this is up with, with the worst of them, and it's, it's certainly not up there with, with your married with children and stuff like that, but I think it was probably more acceptable to an audience in the 80s to, to have this kind of canned laughter and oh, yeah. these horrendously just slapstick. As you say, it, it is like it's bad Chuckle Brothers is what is what these segments yeah. are. Um, yeah, I think that's fair, or maybe that's... A little bit derisive to the Chuckle Brothers. I don't know. Uh, I mean that like these these two Muppets are not even fit to lace the Chuckle Brothers' shoes. To be fair, so that's yeah. It, it probably is a bit unkind to the Chuckle Brothers, but that's the easiest comparison you can draw. I think. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, all right, so we'll we'll look at the um, the show then. I mean, the, from a production point of view, as I said, the, um, the the concept came from Andy Hayward, who is the CEO of Deke. And he spent uh, over a year trying to convince, convince Nintendo to license the characters um, in such a way that they could you know, they could get them on TV and they could they could basically do what they liked with them. Um, and he's sort of quoted at the time as saying, "No, it's it's such a unique property. We had to do it in a different way. We wanted to do a cartoon, but also in a way that expanded beyond the cartoon." Um, so I mean, even then they sort of realised that just having a cartoon wouldn't be enough. So to so, so anchor it in the real world, have these celebrity cameos popping in. I mean, people like Cindy Lauper and. Um, uh, lots of wrestlers popped up. The two I can remember, so Roddy Piper and Sergeant Slaughter popped up fairly early on. Um, but yeah, I mean, they, they sort of went for people who were in popular shows, like Nicole Eggett, who was in um, Baywatch at the time, popped up. 
Um, Ernie Hudson popped up just before Ghostbusters 2 dropped. So, I mean, they, they, they were aware of what was coming and, and how they were putting it together. Um, and I think that's, that was their, sort of their, their way of trying to make it accessible for people who didn't know the games and didn't know the characters to give them this sort of in where they, they, might, um, they might not know Mario Brothers, but they might know Ghostbusters. They say, right, okay, well, we've got Winston coming in. Mm. I'm trying to sell it that way. Um, and then, so obviously, building a parody on that. I mean, he, he was a slime buster as opposed to a ghost buster um, and stuff like that. So, I mean, it was largely just them, them parodying what was going on, but in such a way that it meant that they were getting viewers in. Uh, and then they brought in um, um, Maurice Lamarche um, as Inspector Gadget. Um, well, he, he was tied to the show anyway, so they brought him in playing Inspector Gadget, and that became a running thing. I think he popped up three or four times. And it was just this thing of constantly bringing in recognisable faces, recognisable characters, and just sort of trying to hang the show on that. And whether that's because the show was bollocks and they knew it, or because it was just a case of, look, we need to get asses on chairs and get keep the ratings up so we can keep people watching and keep the show on the air, I, I'm not sure. But, I mean, either way, they... they, they it, it's bad, but at least there was some. You can see there's some thought went into it. Oh, definitely. Don't get me wrong. Like you, you, you just sort of said um, whether they knew the show was bollocks. I, I don't think they did at any point think this show was bollocks. Everybody here is swinging for the fences. Like they are throwing their heart and soul into this, and you've got, you know, you've got to give them credit for it. Nobody's trying to sleepwalk through this, but Jesus, it's just as look. So much of this is is the time capsule element, and so much of this is the love that I have for the source material and seeing it yeah. treated, you know, this shoddily um, is is quite painful. I mean, I say that, and then it, I, I'm sure we would. Sorry, I've interrupted your flow a bit. I'm sure we would have got onto this anyway. But the way the cartoon segments work as well was they were like they were mario brothers cartoons for the majority of the shows but every now and again there would be a zelda cartoon which... yeah well I'll, I'll talk about that now it, it was the next thing on my list is that um when it was put together um the way it's put together in the states it was on four it ran four days a week and on the fifth day you had a zelda cartoon right. so it was, it was actually part of their um part of their run part of the way it was set up because again it was this whole nintendo franchising thing of let's get this character known let's get this show out because then it'll, it'll increase interest in the game now, I can definitely say, as I say, I can't, I can't a hundred percent pinpoint that this is responsible for me loving Mario and stuff like that. I, I just was always aware of this before I was aware of the games. I can definitely one hundred percent say that my first exposure to the Legend of Zelda was these cartoons. I can also oh, definitely one hundred percent say that the Legend of Zelda is my favourite game series of all time, and I squarely lay that here. The 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 difference in quality, and watching them again, these Zelda cartoons aren't great, but they aren't bad either, and they are much better than the Mario ones. The difference yeah. in quality is unbelievable. Uh, yeah, and I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll agree with you there. I mean, I, as I didn't, I mean, we had a we had a Spectrum, so you know, we didn't have a console. We had a, a computer that didn't know for games, and so I wasn't I, I wasn't aware of Zelda. And then this show came along, and I was like, oh, okay, that's quite interesting. Um, and then obviously picked it up from there and obviously by the time then we went on to um to console I was like, oh right okay there's a game of it and kind of like we said with dungeons and dragons i was aware of a cartoon long before i was aware of a game i had the same experience here with zelda i was aware of legend you know, the legend of zelda inserts on the on super Mario super show well long before i ever picked up a game yeah and i think because of that i i, I engaged with it more because in my head it was a game of the series not a series of the game yeah definitely i remember watching the cartoon first and then um as a 
as a young child, uh, my dad was uh, an engineer and he, he worked on security alarms. So he quite often get called out in the middle of the night. Um, if he was watching me, that meant that I had to go with him wherever he was going. And I yeah. distinctly remember him getting a call to a house one night, me going with him and uh, getting getting invited in to sort of play with this lady's son while dad fixed the alarm and the son was on an, on an NES playing this this game i watched I, I had no idea what it was and i remember asking what is it he told me it was the legend of zelda and it blew my fucking mind that he was <laughs> playing a game of this show that i had been watching and so i definitely thought of zelda as this show first um and it's, it's interesting that you sort of drew the parallel with dungeons and dragons because i get that out of this as well that you know the zelda cartoons are very very similar to yeah the Dungeons and Dragons show, even right down to Link's character in this, and Link is an absolute douchebag in this show, so <laughs> much so that he is, I mean, he basically is the Cavalier from Dungeons and Dragons, he's an absolute dick. Uh, yeah, we, we won't go on to that too much, because that's on our list for later on, so we, won't, uh, we won't get sidetracked on Zelda too much, but yeah, you're right, I mean, there are some very definite parallels there. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. So, yeah, okay, we're maybe getting ahead of ourselves. So, yeah. Yeah, so I'll just stop you there because we'll, we'll, this will turn into the Zelda show and then we'll have nothing to talk about when we do the Zelda show. Look, it's, it's only because there is no actual Zelda show, so I'm just getting my rocks off here with Zelda, and t- at least until we reach Captain N. But Yeah, which, yeah, that'll, that'll be on the list as well. Um, so, yeah, so we've talked about the show. I mean, this is the, the live segments, I mean, from what, from what I can tell, I think they're supposed to be set before they go into the, um, the Mushroom Kingdom. But I mean, that just may, may be the way it's written, and or it may just be what I'm reading into. I don't know if it was intended half the time. I mean, a lot of the time, I don't actually know. I don't, I'm not convinced they knew what they were doing half the time because it was so improvised. I think they were just a case of, oh fuck, what are we talking about this week? Uh, right, okay. How do we segue from that into this? Oh fuck, it, we'll work it out. And then they got to a point where they kind of ran out of steam, much like we do when we're, when we're talking about things. We kind of got to a point of go, what are we talking about again? And then the cartoon starts. Yeah. Yeah, except we have no cartoon to start. Um, we just talk more bollocks. Uh, yeah. When do we get our cartoon? Uh, yeah, if anybody can draw and wants to draw us cartoons, then... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it might, might save us a bit of babbling. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I can't draw for shit, so unless you want a cartoon made up of stick figures, then... Uh, yeah, whatever works. Yeah. Um, yeah, so moving on to the, the, the cartoon segments then, because they were by no, they were by far the the, the better produced um, and sort of the more well, serious I mean, part of the show. Um, they, were the, they were the meat and potatoes of the show, really, weren't they? It very much does feel like it's all about the cartoon and the live action stuff is just the wraparound. Yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, the, the, the show themselves, based on um, obviously the characters from the um, from the first and second Super Mario Brothers games um, on the NES um, and situations from those, and then. Um, they had they they were set up in such a way that they, they used a lot of the musical cues, a lot of the, I said a lot of the foley work, um, a lot of the sound effects, all came from the game. Um, and then on top on, on top of that, so they they then brought in um, additional sort of occasional episodes. There were sort of you no know, movie or pop culture parodies, um, which would kind of be fed into by the live action segment as well. So it wasn't quite a one trick pony. They did occasionally come away and do some some slightly different stories, but. Um, yeah, I mean, it was again. None of those are particularly memorable. Um, I don't think it, no. it's just it, it's kind of just oh right, okay. No, it's 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 not like some some of the Muppet Babies where it was a case of right, you knew what they were talking about because it was no, it was painfully apparent and you, know, you remember it. I still remember um, there's an episode of Muppet Babies where they're recreating the opening from um, from the original Star Wars, and they're running away from Nanny, and she's the uh, Star Destroyer, and they're all they're all running away, 
Um, like that, like the opening sequence, and then they cut into some actual footage of the film, and they jump around that way. And they, I mean, I haven't seen that show in fuck thirty years, if not more. And I can still remember that sequence, but I cannot remember jack shit of these film parodies from this show. No, uh, and I suspect that is because of the quality of the writing and production team on Muppet Babies compared to this. And I mean, look, in fairness, Deke, we've we've talked about quite a lot of Deke shows already. Um, hmm. I, and I'm sure we'll talk about about more. And and they are a mixed bag, you know. When they're good, something like Inspector yeah. Gadget. When they're good, they they are very very good. When they're bad, they're fucking awful. Um, and I think part of that is just because of the level of output that was coming out of Deke at this time. Like they really hmm. were just spitballing. It it feels like almost. But yeah, with with this cartoon especially, um, it just feels like they got the license, tagged it on, and just hope for the best i mean some of some of the gags in here and especially some of the catchphrases and the depictions of characters are so racially insensitive even for the fucking 80s yeah you can't help but think nobody gave a crap about this show in terms of quality control like i said i'm sure everybody involved in those live action segments like they really threw themselves into it you could see that but Christ, yeah. there was no executive anywhere that sat down and went, "Hold on a minute." <laughs> you know? But I mean, that's not just the live action stuff either. I mean, in the um, in the cartoon segment, you had the um, the patty cake routine, um, oh, the, the pasta thing, pasta man, patty cake, patty cake, pasta man. Yeah, yeah. I was like, you know, what? Who the fuck signed that off? Yeah, I mean, it's it's horrendous. Like it is such. It's just such a cliched version of a of an Italian American that it's yeah it's it's disgusting. I mean even right down to Toad. So at points, Toad sounds like fucking Joe Pesci. Where, yes. Where did that decision come from? Like a, when did Toad become Italian American? He's a fucking resident of the Mushroom Kingdom. And b, when did they decide to make him Joe Pesci? I mean I know it's it's funny because he's Toad and he's like a tiny little cute mushroom. It's fucking hilarious when he opens his gob and gets this fucking gangster voice come out. But yeah. who thought that was a good idea? Really? I, I have no idea. I mean some fucker signed that off. I have no idea where it came from. But it's inconsistent as well. Like he doesn't constantly sound like Joe. There are there are times when of all the characters, Toad sounds the most like Toad if that makes sense. But that's probably just because Toad in the game is just a random collection of noises. Um, so yeah. If, if he makes a noise that sounds roughly like a Toad, then you're like, okay, yeah, that's, I get that, that's Toad. Um, whereas Mario and Luigi sound nothing like they should whatsoever. And, I mean, then there's Princess Toadstool, who isn't even really a character, but I think is meant to be Peach. Which, yeah, I, I never understood that, because again, I mean, my, I mean, this was my first real exposure to um, to that universe, and so for you know, for many years after, when I'm playing the games, like, who's Princess Peach, Princess Toadstool? What the fuck are you on about? And it never really translated. It took a long time for some of the two to marry up in my in my head. Yeah, and I mean, it gets further confusing when you look at the. I I definitely think she's supposed to be Peach because the, the costume yeah. looks like Peach. Her role fits Peach, and I don't know without really digging into the history but it, it's quite probable that peach wasn't deemed peach until maybe mario 3 or something like that i don't know um, maybe but no probably 
two, I would imagine. I, I don't know. We'd have to look into it. But it's quite possible that in like, the first game, she perhaps was just referred to as princess. And so then they decided, because they're in the Mushroom Kingdom, they'd call her Princess Toadstool or something. I don't know. Um, but it gets more confusing because when you look at her hair color in this, they depict her with kind of reddy brown hair, which suggests yeah. Daisy and not Peach. But Daisy wouldn't come along until much later anyway, because Daisy doesn't show up until Super Mario Land. So, again, I, at the time as a kid, none of this is going through your head. But watching it back now, you're like, what the what the fuck? Who yeah. like who is this? Um, and, and you get it again then with it's not Bowser, it's King Cooper. And they do that in the film as well. Um, yeah. When we get to the Mario Brothers movie, they, they refer to him as King Cooper, which, you know, he is King of the Coopers, yes. Um, yeah. But he's not but, referred yeah. to as Bowser ever. Yeah, that's uh, it. It's, I mean, there are lots of inconsistencies like that. I mean, there's some others that have been sort of quite widely talked about, like in the um, in the game, mostly star power makes you invincible, but in the uh, in the show, it gives them the the fireflower powers, um, and you get the noise for that. And it's they, there's things they they clearly didn't even they didn't even back the product. It's like, oh yeah, well, yeah, we fucked that up, but we're not we're not worried about that. Nobody will notice. I said, well, actually, people will because it's it's the sort of fan base you have who would notice that actually a a fire flower makes you shoot fireballs, whereas a star makes you invincible. But you fucked it up and you got it wrong. And it just it's like kind of like they didn't care. And like when we talked about um, Batman animated series, there was stuff. There were there was a production company that was dropped because they made so many mistakes. I mean, whoever made this one, I mean, they didn't notice. They were in um, an episode called Pizza Quest or something like that, and they. they encounter cavemen and they get like a Flintstone type caveman car and it's got square wheels. So there's a huge part of it where Luigi goes out and actually makes the wheels round. But in the very next fucking shot, they're square again. And so you've just spent the last you know, 10 seconds making a point that you've then pissed on. And it's just, they've kind of gone, ah, oh, well, nobody, nobody's worried about consistency or continuity anyway. We'll just kind of do it. Yeah. I, I like, like I said, um, back at the start, I think I, I think there's definitely a point where they get landed with this license and it's almost like these writers are churning these shows out for Deke, not just Mario, but all of the other Deke shows as well. They're just churning them out. They've got a set amount of stories. They know what they are. They can just transpose characters into them and they make this fit. These guys don't have any love for the material. They don't understand the game as such to know that a a fire flower turns Mario's overalls white and lets him shoot fireballs, whereas a, a star man makes him flash and invincible. They, they don't know that, I don't think. Same as he never, you never really see him eat a mushroom and become Super Mario. Every time yeah. he gets whatever it is that gives him the fire flower powers in this, because that can vary as well. Um, yeah. They then refer to him as Super Mario, and it's like, well, yeah, technically he is Super Mario now, but he hasn't gone through the transformative process of first growing big and then getting the firepower. Uh, yeah, but that that really is nitpicking, to be fair. So, well, I, I don't know though. I mean, you're right. It's kind of this sort of disrespect for the source material, isn't it? I mean, they, they as I said, they've been they've been stuck with the license and told to make something, and they've done oh, really. It's a fucking it's a video game. What do we care? Nobody's yeah. gonna watch it anyway. It's a video game. And they've kind of just shat on it, really. Yeah, and yet there are other points. Like I say, the, the use of the sound effects, they're all generally use the right sound effects in the right places. Um, mm. But most... Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, that, again, it's the difference between sort of the, um, the, the the animators and the uh, and the editors and people of that. I mean, it's, it's knowing what, you, what you're dealing with. And I think the, 
the writers didn't care, the animators didn't care. So, oh, fuck it, we, we kind of stuck with it. Now we can't go back and redo it, so we just have to make the best we can. Yeah, and I, and I get the feeling as well that whenever it is faithful like that, the, the people that are doing their best are more versed in Super Mario Brothers 2 than they are it, perhaps in Super Mario Brothers 1 because quite often you see characters picking up things and picking up like downed enemies and throwing each other and that that only really became a thing and has only been a thing um really in super mario brothers 2 the one that's based on doki doki panic rather than the lost level yeah so it definitely does lean more into that than it does into the kind of traditional mario mold um so maybe that's something to do with it as well because that is a very different mario game so maybe if they'd you know only played that one that would perhaps partially explain some of it uh, i'm not sure who knows what was going through these people's heads other than let's make lots of money um, well yeah i mean no as a, as a, as a business model you kind, of, you kind of respect that you go yeah we want to make money we have a product let's use it and they went for it um no i don't remember this next bit right so you had the um the lou albano bits in mm-hmm. 89 90 and then they went on to something called club mario i i like I know of Club Mario as a thing because there was a Club Mario website and stuff and Nintendo will roll that phrase out now and again. I don't remember a Club Mario show. Uh, right, neither do I. And that's why I was confused reading it. Cause I, I, I sort of, when, I, when I started reading about this, this is the bit that came up first. Is on, no, post post uh, Lou Albano, this, you know, this is what they did. So in 1990 to 91, in that second season, um, after the original animated series ended, the Albano and Wells live action sequences were replaced uh, with new continuity under the title of Club Mario. Reruns of the cartoons um, and, and the Zelda cartoons were still, will remain intact, but the live action bits were replaced with uh, Mario obsessed teenagers Tommy and Tammy Treehugger. I'll let you digest that one what? for a second. Ha, what? <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> What? Yeah, and and then they were assisted by their friend Cool MC, who commandeered the satellite signal of the Super Show using a satellite dish on top of their apartment building. I already um, like Cool MC. I bet he hacked it. I bet he hacked it, and I bet he wore. I bet the whole time he wore like those really weird round sunglasses that everybody thought looked cool. I bet. Yeah, like probably. Um, but yeah, they, so they they um they commandeered the satellite signal. So you had the satellite signal, but every week they send out the tape. Right. Okay. So yeah, continuity, fantastic. Absolutely. And then there was a, a live uh, one episode where they were running around the um, the Deke's um, offices harassing Andy Haywood for some reason or other. No way. This got meta as well. Um, yeah. Right. I mean, right. Right up until you started telling me about. I mean, I you lost me at teenagers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Because right up until that point, this was sounding like a much better show. If it was just the cartoons edited together, like, it'd be all right. As I say, they weren't great, but if you had, like, two Marios and a Zelda chucked together, I'd, I'd endure the Marios for the Zelda. Um, yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd say that's fair. But, I mean, yeah, they just kind of got a bit stupid with it. Um, that's, and I mean, I'm talking about it getting meta, there was um, an episode which I did rewatch the other day where um, Lou Albano pops up playing himself. Um, He's playing Mario, and Cindy Lauper's looking for um, looking, looking for Captain Lou, um, and nobody's seen him, nobody can find him. Uh, Mario then goes off to the shop, and Captain Lou pops up, so Luigi gets to meet him, and Mario doesn't. And so they kind they kind of knew what they were doing with that, and then obviously they made an entire show around it later on. 
Um, so, I mean, again, it's the sort of thing that you look at and go, oh, yeah, okay, there's a bit of thought gone into it. And just then you look at the execution and think, fuck me, people got paid for that. I mean, I'm I'm hung up on this fucking Timmy and Tommy tree hugger or whatever it is now. Like, what the, what the fuck? Like, what? I, I don't remember, and I don't remember. I, I can't find anything that shows them. But, I mean, what? How, Unless you can give them you... the characteristics, why the fuck do you call them tree hugger? Yeah, what and what have those characteristics possibly got in common with Super Mario Brothers cartoons? Yeah, with like, two plumbers from Queens. Like if this was, you know, oh, if this was, it was, so it's, yeah, it just doesn't add up. No, if this was the Captain Planet show or something like that, then okay. I mean, it would be clearly wrong, but okay, at least I get it. But what a random pot shot! Like that is someone somewhere just really having a chip on their shoulder about environmentalists and just like either that somebody got really fucking high when you know what would make this show great it's re- it's already great but you know what would make it great and everyone kind of draws a blank and goes yeah what oh, I don't know I thought you were going to tell me fuck it what do we do with this no I think I, I, think, <sighs> I think what made it really great was Cool MC I mean, I've not, I can't remember Cool MC. Never, don't know what they look like, but I'm I'm pretty sold on Cool MC as a character. He sounds like a dude. Yeah, I just the whole thing just seems to it, it seems to have gone from the, the the ridiculous to the even fucking worse. No, it's not even the sublime to the ridiculous. It just keeps going downhill. Um, I can't work and... out if the slight contempt in your voice then was aimed at the idea of Cool MC or at me liking Cool MC. But... No, it's, 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 a, it's at the Club Mario concept. Okay. <laughs> uh... Yeah, no, yeah, yeah I, I just can't get my head around this. <laughs> it just doesn't. I, it's probably because I haven't seen it and I can't, I can't place it, but it just seems like such a fucking random concept. Well, I mean, if we're trying to go down the route of something... Like the, the term club, especially where we got the teenagers involved, then like there are two obvious ways you go with this. You either do it like a dance club kind of thing, although obviously everybody's underage, but anyway they can drink pop or whatever, uh, and you get like pop artists and stuff involved, right? That's an instant marketability thing right there. So you get whatever hot band is on that week to play a song, and then you show some cartoons, and then right there you go. Yeah, play play out. Right. Or you go down the route of that kind of variety show kind of thing, like the Mickey Mouse Club, which sounds like it more that kind of thing they were going for. But hmm. then, then you need preppy kids, not tree huggers and cool limbs. Maybe I guess it, did you say this was the nineties? This was nineteen ninety 1990 to ninety-one. Okay, so we're yeah, so everything had to be edgy. So that's where cool limbs. I, I, I thought that kind of predated edgy. Well, we're getting into that. We're talking more kind of mid '90s, where it gets like real Gen Xy and edgy, aren't we? But we yeah, I mean, I, I sort of put that sort of '94, '95-ish. Yeah, we're moving towards that kind of era, I think. But yeah, I guess so. But I mean, and then the next thing they did kind of went against that altogether. They um, they did Mario All Stars in '93, which was on the Family Channel, um, and they just had sort of um, compressed versions of the cartoon segments. Um, with um, Super Mario World cartoons, so they they did away with the live stuff altogether, and that's, it was just chopped up versions of the uh, of the cartoons. That sounds much better. Plus, also yeah. marked in synergy with Super Mario All Stars, which probably would have been coming out at around that time. Um, yes. So that makes perfect sense. Um, there was, I found in my YouTube troll to watch these, there was also a really random and actually rather horrific. What looked like I don't know if it was. It looked like 
public access um weird version of the show with a live studio audience and someone dressed up like bowser talking what to the fuck um I, I rely on you for this sort of shit dude i don't know i was hoping maybe you would have come up with something in the research um just... i didn't come across that at all for those of you that may may not have listened to us before, um, every episode is someone's first episode. I do zero fucking research for this show. Mark does all the research. I, I just watch the fucking shows and then talk about them. Um, Mark recounts my childhood to me. So I've I've not done the research here, and I just stumbled upon this. But there is not, a, you have to send me that. I, I don't I don't remember that, so I've not is, come across that. Anyway. There is literally a live studio audience of kids, and this is on like really bad quality video. Okay. There's a live studio of kids, and there's a fucking guy dressed like Bowser, or they're calling him Cooper, obviously, um, yeah. just talking to these kids, and then they cut to the cartoons. It's oh, bonkers. And that's just, so dire. Yeah, but that is so bad that it's good. It's it's fascinating. It's like watching a fucking car crash. Um I, I, no, I, I don't even know where to go I, with that right, one. <sighs> right, I am now. I am now even more convinced that this probably was some kind of hooky public access shit. Because if it didn't come up in your research, then it's. I've not seen it anywhere, and so I've, I've I've pulled up quite a few uh, quite a few threads online. I've not come across that. Uh, if you can find a link, let us um, let me know, and I'll, I'll go looking for it as well. Because that's just, that just sounds fucking mental. It's the fucking stuff of nightmares, honestly. But <laughs> yeah, so there was that as well. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know whether I'm, I'm impressed with that or not. It sounds like it could be awesome or it could be the worst thing ever. Uh, I mean, no. It's pretty hard to be worse than the live-action segments in the Super Mario Brothers Super Show, to be fair. so. Well, true, yeah. Joe, um, all, they were, all they were missing, really, and I, I genuinely mean this, I think they would have been elevated if they'd realised at this point that live-action kids' shows need slime. Like, if they had... Whatever they wanted to call it, it probably would have been something to do with a toilet. Whether they wanted to call it Gunge or Gak or Goo or any of the other fucking names that we gave Slime at this point. Like, that's what it was missing. There was nothing yeah. funnier as a kid in the late 80s, early 90s than seeing an adult get covered in fucking Slime. Every oh, show did it. Every I still stand by that now, actually. As yeah. long as it's not me. Yeah, every fucking show did it and this one didn't. And especially a show that is based around people that work on toilets. Like what the hell? How did you miss that gag every week? Like bizarre. Yeah, fucking awful. Um, anyway, so um, yeah, I'll have to see if I can find something of like that, and if, if we can find it, we'll post it. Um, because it's I I don't know. It's it probably needs to be seen to be believed from from what you're describing. Yeah, it's it's hideous. It really is hideous. Um, so yeah, there there was that. So. I mean, you touched on the other cartoons as well. I do remember there being, and I think it was different. I do remember there being a Super Mario Bros. three cartoon, which I don't think yes, was anything. Yeah. I don't think that was anything to do with this, though, was it? No. Um, when they when they did my Mario, um, Mario All Stars, they kind of put the the three batches of cartoons together. So you had the um, the Super Show, Super Mario World, and Mario Bros. three cartoons. They were kind of Put, they were put together, but then it was only cli- it was only clips of the Mario Bros. three um, shows they used. They didn't do any whole episodes. I don't know why. Um, maybe USA Network didn't like them, but um, for whatever reason, they, they they have snippets of it, but then they just show the other two shows. Okay, breaking news. News? What the hell? News? Breaking news? News? Uh, no, breaking news. Um, Google is your friend, folks. 
that I did not have a fever dream last night. There was <laughs> there was a live action thing with Cooper. It was public access. It was called King Cooper's Cool Cartoons, all in case. Um, there are clips. Well, there I think you remember that. There are clips of it on YouTube. Um, I'll send some to Mark, and maybe we can tweet them out or put them in the in the show notes or something. Um, but King Cooper's Cool Cartoons was a local American live-action children's television show broadcast in Southern California during the holiday season of 1989 to 1990. Uh, you've you've fucking got to see this thing to believe it, honestly. <laughs> yeah, okay. S- s- send a link. I'll I'll put it in the show notes. That's that, that's me for the rest of the evening. I'm sorry. It's. I mean, this this costume that this guy's in doesn't even look anything like Cooper. It's just like a random green monster outfit it's 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 bizarre I mean, you kind of just get like a turtle costume and replace the head with a dragon it's not no it's not that hard to make a make a basic costume uh you think but it is nothing like that <laughs> <laughs> he actually he actually looks more like ganon from the zelda cartoons than he does okay. from than he does king cooper he's actually it wouldn't be a bad ganon outfit but yeah, it, oh, it's so it's bonkers. It, it really is. But as I say, better than the Mario segments, just in its bizarreness, <laughs> just utterly, utterly bizarre. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give that a look, and I'll, I'll, I'll send it out when I put the make uh, the episode Um So we talked about the um, the incredible music earlier on. Oh, yeah. Um, the, yeah, uh, the theme songs. Um, obviously, one one of which you'll have heard already. Um, the other here at the end. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're not particularly well received. Let's put it that way. I mean, if you look at some of the other stuff that came that, that came out in the not too, no, it's some of the other show tie-ins that came out not too far after. Things like the um, the Simpsons um, stuff that came out. I'm going to do the barman things like that. They were shared as well, but they were far better received than this stuff. I mean, this stuff which is kind of universally panned. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I mean, you can get the um, you can get footage the, the do the Mario um, uh, clips on on YouTube as well, and again, it, um, it's just like you know, somebody's gone. Oh, we've got we've got a green wall and thirty seconds to fill. What are we going to do? And I they mean, just chucked him in front of it and told him to make something up. I mean, look, I as as regular listeners will know, I always start and end the show with intros and outros. Now I have three to choose from here, so one of them has to get dropped. I can drop prom- one for the into the cartoon. That it will most likely be that because I can promise you it won't be do the Mario. It is, it is unique <laughs> in its awfulness. It really is. Yeah. Now, part, part of me is, is contemplating making this a video podcast just for this one episode, just so I can get the video in. But uh, I probably I mean, won't do that because that's too much effort. Yeah. I mean, look, just just tap it into YouTube. Tap into do the Mario. You'll see Lou Albano doing the dance alongside the song. I hesitate to use the term dance. It actually just. It kind of looks like he's desperate for a piss. Like yes, it is. It is the piss dance. It's yeah. He's standing outside. He's standing outside the toilet because somebody's locked the door and he, he can't get in. Yeah, it's just horrendous. He's got like he locks his arms to his side and just does this tiny little movement and rotates his whole body as he does it and then repeats. That is it. That is the dance. It is literally just a little shimmy back and forth as if he's trying to ignore the fact that he needs a piss. It, yeah, uh, I'd, I'd yeah. say that's fair. Yeah, it's it's one of those. I'm, I'm trying to remember the uh, I'm trying to remember the words. Like they're not in there. Oh, um, oh the words the words are easy. 
swing your hips from side to side jump up and down let's go do the mario take one step and then again something 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 do the mario that's that's it that is it's it's the um the theme isn't it the super mario brothers theme he's doing yeah it's to to the tune of the super mario brothers theme song yeah yeah so i was trying to i was trying to fit words in and they weren't they wasn't working um but yeah it's Again, you get to, you get to that point where you say, "Is it so bad? It's good, or is it just fucking horrendous?" I don't I don't have an answer. Um, it's just bizarre. I I can't I don't honestly know. I can't say I like it, but at the same time, I've just been able to recant almost all of the words to you. I've, I've missed <laughs> like maybe a sentence in there, um, and that was just straight off the top of my head. I have not had to Google that or anything. They have just come out of me so i obviously know i could get up right now and do the dance like if you can call it a dance um if so i can get him to do that we'll, we'll definitely tweet that out it obviously had a long lasting effect so there must be something there um yeah maybe um but yeah, i mean talking about music i mean obviously we had the, the awful themes but um they also used um contemporary music so they what generally whatever um if they had sort of musical cameos in the, the live action bit, they'd use songs in the in the cartoons. But then by the time it was released on DVD in 2005, 2006, they'd done away with it and put instrumentals in uh, to a point where I now can't find older versions with the, the, the pop music in. Oh, that sucks. I mean, I, I can't remember it having pop music in. Um, so no, I, I can't either, but I was trying to find it now to, sort of see, you know, to see what the difference is. I just can't get all of it. If there's one thing that's going to elevate an otherwise bad show, it is a decent pop tune. See also The Raccoons and Run With Us. Um, yeah. Constantly the best part of that show. Um, oh, yeah. God, man, here I am still negging on The Raccoons. We're like, what? It's been a year, get over it. Yeah, I know. Well, look, at least now, I think I can confidently say, like, not burying the lead, folks, we're not at the end yet, but I can confidently say this is worse than The Raccoons. So, oh God, yes. So the raccoons I mean, are no I, I longer the worst. So I mean, when we when we when we went back to it anyway, I was kind of disappointed. So finding something that's substantially worse, I think, is quite a win. Yeah, although I'm still more disappointed in the raccoons than I am in this because I already had low expectation of this. Yeah, I think that's fair. That's probably fair. But, um, yeah, we won't go back to the raccoons because that'll just um, psychologically damage Chris again. Yeah. So I mean, let's let's just briefly let's talk about the good then, right? We we talked about the bad, yeah. ad nauseum. There is some good here. They they genuinely, like I said, the, the Zelda cartoons are are genuinely pretty fucking good. Um, yeah. And they're a lot closer to the Zelda mythology than the Mario cartoons are to the Mario mythology. Maybe that's because there's more story for them to get into with Zelda. I mean, the character of Link is horrendous, as I say, and, and nothing like Link. But then, Link doesn't have a character anyway by design so i guess they have to kind of give him some sort of personality so they just decided to make him a douchebag weirdly um yeah but like there's there's a lot of good in it like it's a decent action show you know it's got your typical adventure show plot where ganon's always trying to get i've never worked out why they did this but they were two triforces in that cartoon now the clue is in the name it's the Triforce, right? But there are mm. only two in this cartoon. So I think it's the Triforce of Wisdom that Zelda's holding in this. And Ganon's trying to get it. And then Link constantly has to thwart him. And that ends up with him 
sort of saving Zelda, although more often than not, and this was the bit that was most surprising to me watching this back, like, Zelda's got a lot of agency in the stories in these cartoons. Yeah. Like, she's a full-on heroine in these cartoons. She's not there just to be saved. Like, and that, that does, doesn't carry through into the games and hasn't until fairly recently. Zelda's pretty well known as being a useless character until quite recently she's had more to do in in later games probably sort of wind waker forward um but yeah like in these cartoons like she can throw down she's got the bow and arrow and stuff she can throw down and there's even kind of like a a proto version of navi in there with this little sprite that has a sprightly voice like you would expect Um, yeah they're good you're right i think i mean i i've come into this on so having watched the first, not watched a couple of episodes um, this afternoon and do, done some doing the reading, Eddie, and I've come to this and gone, what the, f- is this even the right fucking show? Because it's not what I remember. Um, and then as I've got into it, I say, yeah, it is. It's just not that fucking good. Um, but you're right. There are positives to it. And I mean, the, the the fact that this was my first introduction, my first real introduction to these characters, and and no, that that's something that I'll, I'll always know. However, it no, however it pans out, I'll always treasure that because that's some that's something from my childhood, which I then went into. And like, you know, the first console I had was a Game Boy, and the first game I had was Super Mario, uh, Super Mario Land, or whichever one it was, which whatever the, the first Mario game on the Game Boy was. And if it had it no, had it not been for this show, I wouldn't have been that bothered. So I mean, that, no, that's something. No, that that then progressed me into other consoles and and sort of, no, into into games you know, as a as a teenager and as, as an adult. And without this, I probably wouldn't have had it. So, I mean, that's something that I'm, I'm certainly you know, not going to hold against it. And it's something I'm something. well, if nothing else, I've got some legacy with this show. Because otherwise, yeah. I'd know I, I would, a lot, a lot, I'd have a lot more free time as a child. Yeah. I mean, I, I was already into games before this show came along. I've been into games since I was very young. I had a, a Spectrum to start with when I was like six years old. I remember my dad buying me a Spectrum for Christmas. Um, and then I graduated from that to a master system and I, I still remember at the time making a conscious choice like I wanted a master system and not an NES because the graphics were better and I was a stupid kid who knew no better um, mm. and then it was this show coming along that made me think like oh, I sh- probably should have got an NES because that's got Mario and that's got Zelda and then later it would have Turtles which was a really big fucking thing mm. Um I, to the point where I actually swapped my master system for an NES with a with a kid that lived a few streets away, and like we would do that periodically every couple of months, so we could trade games and stuff. And that yeah. this definitely has something to do with that. But I mean, we can't we can't say that's a good thing about the show. That's just our nostalgia. No, it's right? it, it's, it's a it's a legacy and heritage thing rather than the show itself. I mean, it's something we can we can draw back to the show, but we can't give the show credit for because the show didn't know it was going to do that. No, in, in terms of the, the good about the show, I really do struggle other than, yes, the Zelda cartoon was actually pretty decent. I, I'm, I'm struggling to find any other real positive here other than I guess I can maybe say it's better than the film. Maybe. I, I don't know. know. I mean, I, I fucking hate the film, but I, I'm, I'm st- I still don't know if it's worse than this. We've, we've talked about this before, and I, I actually quite like the film i know it's terrible but <laughs> i don't yeah it? I, I, I never I, I never got on with it, it was one of those, even when it came out as um, when i was a kid i was like i don't fucking want it. that's not mario no it's not but there is a nostalgia thing there for me with that as well um and it is definitely a fact that it was a mario film and at that time you have to remember like 
we didn't really have video game adaptions you know no. short, shortly after the mario film we'd get like mortal kombat and then it would all go horribly pear-shaped again with street fighter but oh god yeah yeah uh quite possibly one of the worst films ever made i think but um yeah i i, I, I kind of like the mario film but i do recognize that in terms of quality it's fucking dreadful the story's a car crash and honestly i think if you put the two of them side by side this probably is better than the film because at least everyone here is throwing themselves into it and taking it seriously um yeah true that might not come through because it's poor but at least they're making the effort whereas the film uh, not so much i don't think yeah i think that's probably fair um that's probably fair to say Although, um, you, you, if you watch the film, it's probably, not probably, I bet this did happen. I think it's fair to say that the film probably owes more to this than it does the actual games. Because there is, oh, definitely, oh, yes. there is definitely similarity in the narrative of the Mario Brothers film to this show. In that they get sucked through to the Mushroom Kingdom and stuff. And they have to save. They do call her Daisy in the film. Yeah. So, yeah, they have to save Daisy or Princess Toadstool from King Cooper. Um, so they, these, yeah, there's definitely similarity there. Yeah, I think you're right, and I think that, well, I don't know whether that makes it better or worse. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, I don't know. It just it, it makes it consistent. It consistent. It might not be good, but it's consistent, and that counts for something, right? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah um so in terms of the reception of the show then i mean it was there was quite a lot of fanfare around it there was quite a lot of um, build-up to it and um, when it um when it debuted one of that one of the biggest or one of the best um uh reviews it got was that it was a surprising disappointment um, <laughs> excellent that, what a yeah lovely. that was one of the uh one of the best reviews um somebody else wrote that uh it it uh, lacked the, the wit and the spark of the game in which people are silent Harsh. I mean, that's pretty harsh. That was um, Mike Hughes in USA Today in September 1989. Um, but he felt it relied too heavily on the slapstick. It made too much of these celebrity cameos, which didn't really mean anything. And they, half the people didn't know the fact they were anyway. I mean, there's a, a long list on the wiki page of um, of guest stars. And there's lots of, you know, this person is themselves. This person is themselves. Who the fucking hell are they? No, I yeah. mean, there's a list of about 30 names. I know one two three five i know five of the the 30 um and two of those are uh, wrestlers but then also we weren't children in the u.s in the 80s so yeah i mean i'd like to think if i mean given how we are and a lot of stuff that we're into we would have picked up some of these names by now or we'd be able to pull out who some of these people are yeah, but I mean, our, our clicking, on, clicking, yeah. clicking on the links, I have no fucking clue who they are. Yeah, our pop culture knowledge is, is definitely above average. So, yeah, you, you'd think we probably would. But, uh, again, oh, sorry, sticks. I found another one at the bottom. Again, it's kind of like, yeah, they've got these celebrity cameos in there, supposedly for star power and stuff. But, like, I've just said we weren't kids in the US, but are kids really going to give a shit about that? Like, we, we just no. wanted the cartoons. And it. Let's, what fucking adult is going to be rushing home from work going, oh, I've got to get home, Super Mario Brothers Super Show's on, and fucking whoever's on it tonight. It's like, it's not... 
that's not a thing. Again, maybe if bands were playing or something like that, maybe. Yeah, I maybe. Guess. I don't know. But, I mean, yeah, for whatever reason, they kind of sold it or tried to hang it on that, and it didn't really work. Um, so yeah, talking about the um, uh, the reception, there's a retrospective review for the DVD release. Um, Mark Boson of IGN referred to the series as the biggest offender among Nintendo's multitude of embarrassing moments. Yeah. People really didn't like this fucking show, did they? Uh, I think it's fair, though. And look, I am somebody that will defend Nintendo to the hilt and do regularly. Like, I own a Wii U. I fucking love it. I will hear nothing said about it. Um, I've just said I actually quite like the Mario Brothers film. You know, I, look, I will defend Nintendo to the death. I am one of those people that you read about that will just roll my eyes and go, yeah, but that's Nintendo. Right. I cannot defend this show. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. I just can't. It's fucking awful. It's awful. Um, And it's it's quite interesting to hear that it was even perceived to be awful at the time because this whole time that we've been talking, I have been going, yeah, but it was the 80s and maybe... No, everybody knew then, clearly, even at the time, everybody knew this was a pile of horse shit. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it may be unfair, I don't know, but I mean, it's, it's, it's looking that way, and then when, when it's, when you've had the DVD releases and stuff, and then it popped up on Netflix in 2012, apparently, um, it's not on there now, um, Super Mario Bros. 3 is on uh, Netflix now in the UK, but uh, the others aren't, but um, Common Sense Media, who, um, they, they did a poll um, of, of, of kid shows, and they, they rated this show one out of five stars, and stated that the, the frenetic 80s cult favourite with stereotypes hasn't aged well. I wouldn't even call it a cult favourite, to be honest. I oh, think just generally across the board, it wasn't that well liked. No, but then it depends on the age of that reviewer um, until we'd gone back and rewatched it, whilst I suspected it would be bad. Yeah, I true. Could e- I could easily say that it was, you know, if you'd mentioned it to me, I'd go, oh, yeah, I used to love that. So maybe it is a cult favourite. Um, yeah, maybe. I d- but I, d- I don't think it's even got value as a type of show like you, you couldn't just sit there and get blazed and watch it even it's not it's not that bad it's it's just is it's just this horrible thing it just is out there in the world and it's neither really really bad and hilarious or any good at all it's just crap <laughs> Which, i don't think that's probably the fairest way to look at it yeah um, I mean, it, it it didn't even score well in the ratings. I mean, the first week um, it did well. It had a, a 4.1 um, audience rating share. Um, so the way they figured out it's um, for that week, it was um, compared against 12 shows in its time slot. It had a 4.1, so it was the highest um, rated first-run syndicated show. Um, but then within the next two weeks, it had dropped behind um, Chippendale Rescue Rangers and reruns of Muppet Babies, not even new Muppet Babies. It had dropped behind shows that had been on before. And it's you can you kind of get the impression if it, if it's going to drop behind reruns in within three weeks, it's not going to do that well. I mean, even even now, I guess if you were to go like, look, here's a whole new season of the Super Mario Brothers Super Show, or here's a Chip and Dale box set, and you've seen all of these a hundred times, I'm still watching Chip and Dale over this every time. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right, and. I mean, we had a conversation a couple of weeks ago about the um, the Muppet Babies reboot, which um, I caught 30 seconds of a couple of weeks ago. Um, and to me, that looks fucking awful, but it's probably because I'm nostalgizing the show from, from the 80s. But again, if you gave me a, a de- gave me the choice of watching, I don't know, half a dozen episodes of Super Mario Brothers Super Show or half a dozen episodes of Muppet Babies, I ain't choosing Mario. No, uh, I don't think I'm choosing this show over pretty much anything. 
to be honest. But, well, I say that. Yeah, there's, the syphilis, I think. Yeah, there's, there's bound to be one out there. Like, this is the new low bar. So, I'm, I'm, if you know I'm, what it is, folks, send it in. Yeah, I, I mean, even if we haven't yeah, watched so. it, we'll fucking watch it. Um, I'm pretty sure at some point we'll subject ourselves to something equally as horrible. Um, but yeah, Jesus, I can't, I can't even say I'm disappointed because, as I say, I, I had low expectations. In a, in a way, if anything, I'm almost pleased that it was as bad as I thought it would be. Um, if that makes sense, because I was expecting it to be bad. So yeah, I yeah, that was that's right. fair. Yeah, I just, it's just been one of those. It's no, and we, we so we talk about what we're going to do the following week, and then so the first couple of days I'm really excited, and I start watching and go, oh fuck, this is a real slog. I was um, I was genuinely really excited for this one when we talked about it. I was like, yeah, I was like making audible excitement noises. I was like, yeah, um, yeah, it wasn't quite that bad, but I was I was quite up for it. And again, talking to people at work, and I want know what are you doing this week. Oh, Super Mario Brothers. They did a show with that. Oh, it was awesome, and then Captain Lou and other. Oh no, and then I've I've watched it on I yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. So it's it, yeah, it's 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 one of those that's killed me. Um, but the the one thing that I am actually amazed at, and it's it's on the, the wiki page, so it's it's the end of the wiki page. Um, but it looks at all the home releases, and there were like a dozen videos that came out. I mean, fucking Mario, man! Like seriously. Don't do not underestimate the power of Mario. Like he's well, they did. Um, they they do it. So they do an every long episodes. They do a, a live skit to start, and then three or four animated segments in the middle, and then wrap it up with a with another skit of the end of the skit. But they released fucking volumes and volumes and volumes. It was absolutely crazy. Yeah, and people and, bought them as well. You know. mm. um, so yeah. And, like even up to ninety six, they were still. But like they put a Christmas special in two thousand six in ninety six. So you had um, the animated secret, the secret segments, Cooper Claus, and the live action segment, Santa Claus is coming to Flatbush. Which I'm sorry, Flatbush. What? Who thought that was a good idea? Um. Okay, we haven't recorded our Christmas episodes yet, but now I know there's a Super Mario Brothers <laughs> Super Show Christmas special. I kind of want to subject myself to it. Um. We won't because we've already planned what we are recording. But now I know that's a thing in the world. Like maybe that's, maybe that's next year. Yeah, I I, I kind of want to see how horrible that is. If Mario doesn't dress up in a Santa outfit and do loads of pratfalls, then it's an instant fail. Like yeah, I think that's probably fair. That's got to be a given, hasn't it? Surely. Oh, definitely. And he has to like be throwing like pasta and stuff down chimneys and what have you. Because yeah. Mario, and in this in this cartoon anyway, Mario is obsessed with pasta. That's that's all he talks about is pasta. So he has to be like throwing pasta down chimneys and stuff, surely. Yeah, yeah you'd think so, wouldn't you? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't really know where else to go with this. I mean, we've kind of ragged on it for an hour, and like, I'm thinking that I could go on all night. Yeah, this has been a fucking. A this has been a very negative episode. Sorry, it's like this has not exactly been a barrel of laughs, has it? This is just us being going. This is shit. Don't watch it. So sorry if you did watch this along with us. Um, we'll try harder next time. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not sorry if if you have watched it along with us because I mean it's. We we have these occasionally where we we watch a show and it's something that you no know, it it does mean something to us and then we go oh fuck why did it like that. 
and so I mean, it's it's interesting for us to come back to it as well. So I mean, I mean, you may have a completely different opinion. You may have, you know, you may have gone, oh, Super Mario Bros. I'll watch one or two of those. And you go, what the fuck are they on about? They're completely barking up the wrong tree. And no, that may be it, but no, I can't see it. But that that may be your your opinion. And if it is, I'd love to hear it. Um, I'd love to hear your point of view because I have no fucking clue yeah, what yeah. the hell's going on with this show. Definitely. If you want to come out in defence of this thing, then yeah, hit us up because. I don't know. Maybe we just haven't watched enough. I watched. I must have seen. How many did you say it was before a Zelda? Did you say it was four and then a Zelda? Four and then a Zelda. Um, right. That was the way so it was done I... in the US. I don't know how they did it here. I can't remember. But I know they. I know they kind of interspersed them. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember them being set like that. I just remember every now and again you watch Zelda. But if that's the case, if that's how it runs, then I must have watched at least six of these. Um, so I've had a, a fair a fair chunk of them. I couldn't go any more. It was painful. Um, yeah, I, mean, I, I did three, and that was my that was my limit. But if we are missing something, then yeah, let us know. Point point out what exactly it is you love about this show, because short of the novelty value of seeing Mario on TV, I, I don't know what there is to to love here. To be honest, um, no. And the disappointment for me, as I said earlier, is the fact that they've clearly made an effort. They've they spent a lot of money. They've tried. They've they've tried to put something into it they've tried to produce something that they believe in and it's just fucking awful yeah yeah it really is uh, and it, like we've only briefly touched on it which is probably for the best in case we dig ourselves in a hole but not only is it awful it really is fucking offensive like horrendously offensive i can't believe how bad it is to be honest um yeah, so, I mean, I think we'll probably uh, better leave it there. I mean, I don't, I don't suppose there's any point in asking you what you thought of it. I think we've probably covered that in the last hour or so. Oh, me, yeah, I really love the Super Mario Bros. Super Show, and I heartily recommend it. I can't wait to watch some more. No, look, it's, 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 it's I, I don't even think there's a word. I've exhausted all of my really bad words. Uh, it sucks. It, it just fucking sucks. Yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of where I am as well. I mean, if you disagree, if you want to chat about, if you want to agree with us, it does happen occasionally. Um, but yeah, hit us up. Um, you can find us on Twitter at SMPDPod. Uh, you can find us on Facebook with the Double Down Podcast Network. You can go to our website at www.ddpodcast.net. Um, we've got our past episodes. We've got um, some of our sister shows. We've got our new show, Our Three Cents, which uh, we talked about earlier on as well. Um, but yeah, get in touch and let us know what you think. Because I mean, I'm kind of at a loss at the moment. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's garbage. <laughs> um, yeah. How many how many other bad words can I find to describe this show? I don't know. I like, look, give it a look. It, like, this is our opinion, but yeah, I mean, I, I I'd always say this is our opinion, and, and go and go and check it out for yourself. And then if you agree, you agree. If you don't, you don't. Um, and we'll have a chat about it because no, we, we we love talking to people. So if uh, if you want to chat about it, by all means, let us know. But probably... yeah, until next time. It probably speaks volumes, to be fair. Sorry, just stood on your outro there. But it, it probably probably speaks volumes, to be fair, that generally when we do these things, we can find something to really just dig into these shows and try and work out what the creators were thinking and pull something out of it. And, you know, we some of these shows, we've gone into some fairly deep contextual analysis. There's nothing here. This is crap. So no, yeah. yeah, I mean, this is shallow as an empty puddle. You know, it's uh, there's nothing to it. Yeah, it's as shallow as a toilet bowl. There you go. Thematic, yeah, you you see? Go. yeah, yeah. So anyway, until next time. Do the Mario. You got it. I 
can't even be bothered to do a fucking impression. Is that that's how bad it is? Do the Mario swing your arms from side to side. Come on, it's time to go. Do the Mario. Take one step and then again. Let's do the Mario all together now. Come on now, 